I'm looking for the number for the suck shit hotline because uh, I want to fucking hate those suck shit. <laughs> to return the call. Yeah, yeah. G'day punters, welcome to the Deep Dive Power by punningform.com.au. Uh, Jackson Oldham, welcome to the team, my man. How are you? Uh, good, thanks, mate. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, mate, you're as big a part of the team as anyone else. And tell you what, we're going a little bit better than the social media bloke at Betfair would be this morning. I mean, if it's not a pedophile, it's a protester. Um, their merch just finds a way to, to be stuck in some of the most awkward situations you've ever seen. Uh, and the my mail is that bike's about to go as an online bookmaker. So the greatest game of all, there's always an angle and there's always narrative and uh, we squash the shit stuff and we just let the good stuff go. That's a pretty good pretty good segue there, Dico, because our merch is now online. You can head to the mailbag.com.au and purchase some merch. I'll be extremely pissed off if I see anyone at a fucking protest wearing our stuff. <laughs> there's, um, there's all... Would you? Actually, <laughs> yes. Can you yeah. put a disclaimer? Put a disclaimer on the website, please. No pedophiles, protesters, or anti-vaxxers. <laughs> yeah. Good call. Well, the anti-vaxxers probably couldn't afford it anyway. Do you reckon? Probably not. I don't know. The vaccine's free, but never mind. Boys? I'm sure they're better, like, as, as a whole, they're pretty dumb. Yeah, as a collective. They probably don't have the cash. When you do the data, when you run the numbers, not a, not a deep-thinking group, are they? They're an over, overthinking group, yes. <laughs> deep-thinking, no. I want lockdown to end, so I'm going to go and congregate and spread it. I haven't seen many promotions from Betfair lately um, across socials or anything, but maybe a $300 account deposit if you get vaccinated, um, just in lieu of that grey hoodie wearing anti-vaxxer protester there. Yeah, I think it might just help offset, you know. Staggering, absolutely staggering that um, that's why we, we should be running a fucking corporate because that's how easy it is. The, the, there's, there's your marketing campaign thing, isn't it? Outstanding. Roll up your sleeve, get a deposit bonus, bet with us. Vaccinate with us. Imagine that, they could have a... You roll through, you get a jab, you get a Ladbrokes account and a hat, just like you're back at the races. <laughs> Get a grey hoodie. Have it, win a couple of times, and hey, you're not allowed to bet on the footy. No. Ah, wonderful. Yeah. Before we start, guys, let's talk about Caulfield and the track. Because, firstly, I didn't realise that hard fence was lane seven. <laughs> Secondly, I, I was sure that it was really hard to win at Caulfield from worse than midfield, especially in the back third, just about all day. Does anyone disagree with me? No. You're allowed to. Why was it hard to win from the back third? Because if you look at your punting form, the conduct of sectional breakdown of the day, you'll see that almost nothing did. On Thunderstruck almost did, but he um, he got winded when he tried to run through the only horse that was wider than him on the corner. <laughs> he thought, no, I'm going to save that tiny bit of... I'm going to save that one width of horse and just go for that tiny gap. Because there's no way that as they fan out on the corner that I might lose. No, I'm going to go for that hole, copper pounding, and then still find. Unbelievable. But nothing ran on from the back all day. What about the last couple of races? They said they made a bit of ground, didn't they? They made ground, but they didn't win. Yeah, uh, but uh, that was a... Um... That was also because after that Anavisto race, it was very hard to be sort of lanes 
one to three. I'm I'm calling lanes one to three. You know, in, well, it's so confusing. What in, what do we call them? In I rel- mean, dot com's put out propaganda global style that the track was completely fair, and yeah. Ana Vista led in lane eight. Yeah, after that Ana Vista race, they got a fair amount of rain and the yeah. air popped up pretty bad. So they, they were they're always going to sweep a little bit more those last couple of races. But but as a as a rule, you wanted to be midfield or a little bit better. Yeah, but like. As they wanted to get off the fence and swoop, Nonconformist settled fifth in run. Sierra Sue settled like ninth, eighth of a big field. It was midfield, three wide cover. Yep. And Bella Nipotina was like just behind the front wall. Eighth, eighth of, of a big field again. The track wasn't fair. There's nothing wrong with that either. That's like, there's just bullshit to say that. The track's never fair at Caulfield. Well, very rarely is it fair and very rarely is a track ever fit like 100% fair but Saturday it was it was Russian roulette with the wind and the rain and it was absolute chaos and if you were drawn a certain way in a certain race you, you couldn't win it's a fact okay, well, you, so you, all... you pulled the pin at three, race 3 Pete didn't you? yeah I did I did. Well, I mean obviously I didn't do full form I had some bets already on um, on Thunderstruck the only bet I had in addition to the entire day was dice roll, unfortunately, <laughs> which just uh, made things even more entertaining for me. But how difficult is it finding angles out of this meeting? Almost uh, impossible. Yeah, I think it's a big case of a do not force because yeah. because it it is tricky. I, I think horses that made solid solid ground. And you can go. You need to check the replay and see they didn't have like an extreme amount of cover. Um, uh, you can sort of stamp. I think Mosh Music's outside the obvious was a really nice performance on Saturday. Um, but each race, as the wind changes and the track evolves with the rain and the wind, it's it's just like they're their own beast. And you can sort of have an opinion, I think, of like say the Rupert Clark that widened with cover was the place to be because first and second with three wide no cover. And I don't think Fred Kersley got near enough credit for that like, ride. That was really, really brave. Like, his other option was to sneak and be near, like, on Thunderstruck, which he's never going to beat in his life. Yep. But the ride was outstanding, Fred. He is becoming quite a good rider. And D Moore, fucking, like, an absolute peach. Deserved a group one. Um, obviously, they both would have lost if Jai didn't shit himself on the corner. But that's a different story. Um, you don't reckon that horse rolled out? On joy, yeah, it did. If you get, yeah, but if you're going to sneak to last, right? Yeah. So basically, that to me, if we're if we're we, we own that horse, right? That's taking all risk out of it. We want you just just go back to last. Don't be don't be extremely wide in the mid stages. Peel out and get around them and get into your work. We want to take luck out of it as much as we can. And then you so see if you're going to if you come to the corner at any racetrack, particularly Caulfield, you're either going to like ride for luck or go around them if you're last in run. And and you're on a, a horse that's eight fifty to four dollars. Why would you take the risk to save that tiny amount of ground? Like, I, I understand if, if he's on like a ten dollar shot and he rides for proper luck up the guts and keeps the cover from the wind for ages. But the, the risk first reward to take that tiny gap just to not go around Dallasan is I can't figure it out and it did my head in and the horse should have won. And I think Mick no, yeah, sort of sort won. of said that in a polite way down the camera. I imagine Jai got berated. And, and I, I truly hope he does, doesn't ride it in the in the Turak because it's a, it's an absolute fucking moral in the Turak if, if it's ridden properly. 
what Ooh, price will it go a, up? Is that a Caulfield? <laughs> is it two racket Caulfield? Is it? Yeah. Yep. Oh, the track's not fair. Oh fucking hell! The, the, the this, horse, this horse wasn't suited, and if he didn't get winded and stopped on the corner, it would have won comfortably. He he barely got time to whip it. It was going that quickly. The race was lost between the six and the four when he ran the thirteenth. He was fastest eight to the six, then 13, six to the four, and then fastest four to the two, two to the furlong. Thank courtesy of punningform.com.au. Because obviously, obviously the horse should have won. Yeah, the uh, race was lost when um, Amish boy tried to come out on Poland, and Poland then comes out. I, I think Guy gets that run eight out of ten times, and it wins. And we don't even talk about the ride, but we're a results orientated industry, obviously. So he didn't get the ride and obviously should have won. But the, uh, my, my point is, Jacko, 10 times out of 10, if he just gets into his gears a little yeah. bit sooner and gets yeah. outside of Dallasan, there is absolutely no risk. No, yeah, like, I, I completely you, agree. If he's drawn inside and it needs to take risk, he needs to take risk. But when yeah. you're last at the 800, you don't need to take any risk. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. But Jai's also probably, he's, he's probably isn't, in his mind, thinking, oh, we're eight fifty and a four bucks. We should be winning here, you know. He's probably thinking, oh, I'm on a decent chance in a Group One race. You know, I'm going to try and take back up. So I, I can understand what he's thinking, but I obviously would have rather him just come out. Oh. Yeah, but the only information he actually got from the trainer was that he, he he likes to be outside horses. Yeah, yeah. So that was the last thing that went through Joy's head. It's it's like what Roden says: a foot taller, they'd be sweeping streets. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Seriously. All right. Well, can we just get a? I mean, and the, and the, the difference between the best and the worst is fucking tiny. <laughs> uh, quick word of some on some of the other horses in the market. We're talking Probabil, Behemoth, Bo Rossa. Um, I thought that one of the more interesting performances Jackson was Asar. I kind of thought like, why are they sort of persisting with this thing with its ped- like its pedigree and its its profile. Because I think it's a stallion, but um, it's a pretty big run and it looks like the horse is going really well. Yeah, it, it ran really well. It's going to run well in a Group One or a benchmark eighty at Wangaratta. It just doesn't win, but it'll, it'll always run well. Uh, Probabil, Behemoth, Bo Ross are probably all unsuited drawing inside of that part of the day. I thought Probabil was entitled to run a little bit better with a run it got. I thought Behemoth was okay, but I don't really know where they go from here. I thought. Uh, Dallasan was really good for further. Amish mm. Boy was good. You can forgive Buffalo River and, and Groundswell. They were sort of up on the speed inside, both not suited. And the rest of them, they're probably just not not much else to say out of the race. Geez, he can run on and he can run on until he's carny Amish Boy. He did that in Queensland mm. um, when he came up here and couldn't win here. And yeah, I see he's, do, he's been doing it again. Last two starts. Um, Needs to find a fair track, eh? Let's get away from Caulfield. Yeah, yeah, he does, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It would help his chances of winning a race, given his pattern, wouldn't it? Uh, it's just, you know, it's just they're bad horses. I think it's a, um, there's some interesting betting. stuff going on, though. Like, Danny O'Brien is, is completely cast still. Why, I'm not sure. And, and in fairness, you have been fucking cheering him to improve. Expecting him to sort of yeah. level out to his like benchmark, and he uh, he was like awful at Geelong on Friday, was it, Jacko? Yes, yeah, yeah. st- in a stack of shorties go under. Um, but credit to Ben and JD Hayes, 
Now, it was like everyone, the rats were getting off the ship, the sinking ship, you know what I mean? They were losing everyone, all their staff. Not many people left. It didn't look good. But they're starting to put together some nice performances. Their horses are running big races. ASAR's almost gone to a new peak here. Um, I reckon they're going really well. I think Nick Ryan's a, an absolute superstar trainer. Like, as, as good as we've got and young. Like, sky's the limit. And Bussin and Young are flying. Their horses are on good races. Which is always a concern and a grey up for me. And, and I reckon Mick Price is a little bit like a McChicken, isn't he? Like, he just makes you feel safe. If he says his horse is going oh, super, it fucking normally runs pretty super. He's, he's the best. I love Mick Price. Like, if I was to be a trainer, I'd be Mick Price, for sure. I can't wait to see Dickens go through the drive-thru next time when he orders a double Mick, Mick Price. Price. <laughs> <laughs> was, was Behemoth a bit stiff, Jacko, was it? Did, or, yeah, yeah, it was just... Was it not going good enough to take the gap? Oh, he, was right, he was right in the ruck, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, too and... Yeah, it just that wasn't his race, and the market was sort of completely against him as well. So uh, he can improve next start, as can Bo Rossa, as can Probabil on a bit of a, a drier track. Like, I, I, I know this was a dry, a good fall, but there was rain sort of on the day and uh, during the race, which Probabil hates. So I think they can all improve those horses in the market. You were right. You were right with the market there, Kills. Like, um, he just held on to like favoritism versus Behemoth Barossa. Mm. But they both SPQs. The market, like, nothing in this race was back yeah, except, except for on Thunderstruck. It was a fair. It was a fair drift, um, Barossa, wasn't it? Like, you know, they only, you know, when they measure the VOP or whatever, it was six fifty to eight fifty. You mm. know, so. Okay, let's have a look at some of the other races on the card. Uh, look, the biggest performance on the day was Nonconformist in the Foundation Cup over 2,000 metres. Who wants to run through this? Oh, 12 out of 10 ride from Geordie Childs. Like this Unbelievable. Like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, and, and if I was on course, which I wasn't, I would have just been smacking this thing in run around the turn. Like, he just had a lapful of horse. <laughs> Someone was. I, I wasn't. That's all I'm saying. But it was it was a great ride, and um, it did look his race. I was just grayed up with the um, with the heavily uh, lead up, like it was a hard race to review because nothing ever changed, and they were sort of all coming out of it. And like nonconformists looked the horse, and we had it on top, but you just kind of I don't know. It was a bit of a grey up. Race yeah, it was like that, wasn't it? Like the bot the bot had something small, but. You also we also backed a few others that yeah. way, um, and you just oh, I wasn't confident with the map. Yeah, yeah, but so many times, and if you go back through through your mind, how often do we say you need to be in the first like six horses at Caulfield over two thousand meters? Yeah, it happens all the time. But the, to map this race is really difficult. I reckon Charlie Rose is a is a good good horse. So it it copped a lot of wind. It looks to the eye, if you didn't know about the wind, geez, that's a great ride, Craig Williams. And it was a great ride. But maybe the wind played a bit of a, like, affected that horse a little bit. I think it went really well. And it um, was and, and it was another one that was uh, rails in run as well. And That's what and, I mean, copping the breeze. And the markets loved it both times now, this prep as well. So I think it's on track for something. Yeah, it's a big figure for it. Um yeah, and that mosh music out of this race I thought was really good. I think next start is the, is it sort of on to shine. Yeah, um, a 
just out of the others, Ait Sorter was unlucky, was held up the entire straight. It can improve. Um, future score, I thought, ran well for further. Uh, that's sort of about it. Weird, you, ra- weird race, though. V- Van der Klaas clocked the second fast last 200 metres of the race, running like near last and looked looked pretty plain to the eye. And, you know, Miami Bounds run last by 10 lengths. It'll probably pop up and win some bog-affected I'll be race somewhere, you know? Yeah. Did, you, did, did you mention Port? A Port, a Gellamay, yeah. I got through the line nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have much of an opinion of it. Like, it, the, mark hate, the market hated it. Uh, at the valley first up, and it ran just shit house, and it was hundred one bucks. But it got through the line really well, actually. So it could. Be, I assume it wants further, but it's on track for something as well. That's probably a good pick up, Kills. Okay, uh, you mentioned stealing just before. Well, what about Anavisto? Um, obviously, congratulations oh. uh, on declaring it, Dicko. But uh, looking at the data, it's a little bit. Um, the, the data is underwhelming, yeah. and so was the bet amount, really, when you look back. We didn't have enough on. This thing was a fucking certainty, and it looks like every rider in this race thought the same thing because they've absolutely gifted it to John Allen. They walked. Maybe John went too slow, Jacko's thinking. Yeah, well, there was 11 horses in the race, and he's, and, and he's run the 11th fastest from the 8 to the 6th, and... And of the 400 as well. So that's what this horse is like. That that that's the old mid race slowdown, which should yeah. absolutely like castrate a leader. Mm. Then there's then there's the wind. It's a classic. It's just got through its ears. It was a fucking certainty. Yeah, if he gets, if he just keeps his tempo or it's rolling before the turn, well at the 600, he wins by two or three here, not point three. Oh, I think it was just a ride, eh? Like this is a yeah. classic mid race anchor drop. Looking at the punning form data here. Mm. Like that is that's horrible. And when and when, you, when you talk about like, I got a lot of messages about bumholes quivering as the gates opened. Curls just mentioned before the show that he was quivering about the four hundred. This is why. Mm. Like that that sort of slowdown sets a leader up to get swamped. Yeah. You know, ecumenical. Obviously, in the obviously you saw it, but the data's there as well. Like ecumenical. Like it's run a faster last two hundred because the 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 wind should have been taken out of it chasing the leader. Mm. But he's um, just had it nice and cosy and, yeah, got got too close. What about Star L? Blessed by the oh. mid-race slowdown. Like, if this thing went to, like, if this thing this week, if you found out today this thing's gone to Nick Ryan and and there's going to be a rider change, it'll probably win the Melbourne Cup. <laughs> it was it was probably advantaged, as you said, but fucking enormous. Like, and huge. But Danny O'Brien, too. Like, his horses and, aren't going that good. This thing's... And uh, M cart right on, so it's obviously not expected to do anything here. Like, yeah, which could be trainer error, though. It was a very good first up last prep. We talked about it on the show, Pete, I reckon. Um, I reckon this is a fresh horse. I'm going to watch Starrell closely the next two starts. Okay. Uh, General Bo posted a big figure overall and rode against its usual pattern, so to speak. I reckon there were around a few nonnies just out with their tweet out, just ready to berate fucking D-Lane for snicking this thing. Mm-hmm. And probably rightly so if we didn't win. That's, that's what we do. But uh, big change of tactics, not announced, and then bang, pissed in. This mm. race just made it even harder to have confidence to bet, though, because it's like, oh, fuck, now this thing's come from last. Yeah. Like, what, what, what's going on there? What is the pattern? It, it was, it's just a confusing race. Like, they've run a pretty big time, but I'm sort of not convinced any of these are any good. Mm. I don't know. It's very confusing. Speaking no, of, uh... I think I think the leader like this race. I think you just got to not 
not pay any attention to anything other than the SP because like that fake love would have traded a dollar two on the corner. Yeah, it's, John, John it's, was just sitting. Yeah, it's pulled up with issues, so that's probably why it's. Mm. But I just mean like the race just they just inverted quickly. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of races that are a little bit underwhelming, though, what about the three-year-old races? The Group Two Thousand Guineas Prelude and the Caulfield Guineas Prelude races three and four. Uh, I'll take this one. They're all no good. All of these, <laughs> they're all no good. Um, they won't be winning anything. Lightsaber was like OSL and just like the t- it's it's just like a grinding sort of probably eighteen hundred meter horse ex preparation. Um, Alpine Edge was a touch. Oh, God, it was good. It was uh, it was heart and mouth stuff, wasn't it, Kills? No, it was under the stick before the corner. It wasn't unlucky. It's not much fucking good, <laughs> yeah. and it wasn't unlucky, and it shouldn't have won. And I don't care. The horse wasn't going quick enough oh. to push out to take a run anyway. Like I, I agree. Thanks for joining us, guys. Been a pleasure <laughs> once again. Um, end off. I agree, it's no good, but they're all probably slightly worse. These horses. Uh, I mean, it possibly like does it even like does anything improve at a mile? Yeah, no, I think I think. That's the, um, that's, the, that's the only question out of this race. Is I think what improves to the mile for the guineas? I thought we we backed the right horse in Tim Sun. Like, the market come with us big time. There's a massive steamer on the day. And, like, the way this race was, like, they just basically came home as they went out, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. I think he's got some, some excuses. Yeah. There's a lot of boxes that ticked as a horse you can sort of trust maybe to Flemington and up and trip. Yeah, I... Timson improves over a mile, but I reckon it'll be in the autumn, not the spring. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So what about... Um, Obviously, most of going to right? Talk about SP profiling here. Like, I've potted this horse pretty heavily, and it mm. started 460. They are no good. <laughs> none of them. If it's SP and 460, none of them are any good. I agree with Jacko. Jacko agrees with me. Next um, segment. They're all no good, and the other race is worse, so that's a concern. So something from Sydney, please come down to win the guineas. You like the autumn sun sort of thing, just sit three and four deep, no cover. Yeah. J-Mac standing in the irons at the 200. The winner will not be coming through this race, I'll tell you that for nothing. Yeah. And neither will J-Mac, unless he's got two vaccinations. There's about $10 billion worth of prize money he's going to win in Sydney in the next four weeks. He couldn't give a fuck about Melbourne, I'd say. <laughs> well, if they, if they keep racing, I mean, two of them have already dropped. Staggering uh, it's staggering management there by the by the team at Racing New South Wales, isn't it? The narrative management. If that was Victoria, you would have had racing industry journalists bringing the joint to a grinding halt. Mm. Not in New South Wales. Yeah. Be interesting what happens over this next week because if they all, if if three or four more get COVID, then they're going to sort of run out of jockeys for one. Yeah. And I don't know what like it's it's scary for the. I, I hope everything goes well because you know we always we all want them to keep racing. Absolutely. All right. And in the meantime, we'll just give Jamie Carr five months for having a party. Yeah. Imagine if, imagine if she got a stay of proceedings, we would have won on Thunderstruck. We wouldn't have got eight fifty though. <laughs> would have got $7 probably, but it still would have been a great bet. 
Jamie would have just cruised around the outside. Bring her back. Pretty Bring good rider. Um, God, your I week ahead. so much. <laughs> yes. Your week ahead is pretty interesting, though, down, uh, down all the way down there in Victoria. Um, you've got Kynaton on Tuesday. You've got Flemington Wednesday. Hey, <laughs> where? Kynaton. Kynaton. We've got Kynaton. Tuesday, which is actually where I was an extra on Jack Irish, guys. Watch it. Season 4, Episode 6. No, I don't know what episode I'll it's, it's pretty close to that, actually. It's not too far <laughs> off. I reckon you do know. I was an extra. No, I don't. But I've filmed it. Yeah, Jack Irish. I was an extra. I was basically yeah. an actor. Me and Guy Pearson, mate. Pearson, I'll call him. All right. <laughs> Headquarters at Flemington Wednesday, Cranbourne Thursday. Hey, did you say Flemington Wednesday? Yeah. I did say oh. Flemington Wednesday. Headquarters for the, I, I assume it's the Derby and Oates trial. That's the only yep. reason they'd yep. rail out six and a half normally. Uh, 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 rails out 14. I just had a quick look. So. <laughs> Chaos. That was fun. Yeah. Oh, which means that they'll be coming down lane 32, according to .com. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got Cranbourne Thursday. We're back under lights. Valley Friday night for the Moya with Benalla and Cole Rain as well. So three meetings Friday. Oh. And we got Underwood Day at Ladbrokes Park Hillside Saturday and Mornington Sunday. Isn't it great Did to we... see Royal Sandown host the Underwood? I cannot oh, wait for that Sunday. And just thinking of like going to the Valley Friday night on the lights, I just think I want to jump, want to jump over overlaying on the show right now, which gets me to my point that I've almost forgot. Uh, if you are interested in being the mailbags next intern, proper intern, email jack at mailbag.com.au with your CV, a proper application. Applications will close at the end of September and interviews will take place for the first or second week of October. You must be Victorian-based. You must have an idea about horse racing, which you probably do if you're watching this show, but also social media and editing of video content. Jack at mailbag.com.au if you want to be the mailbags next intern. Very good. Because we sacked the last one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we didn't. We didn't sack the last one. He's on full-time wages now. Promoted Very good, guys. Sorry. Same, same, well, we same. Just, I just want a little bit of pizzazz, like a little bit of seasoning on top of some of this gear. You know what I mean? Fuck. Bit of Ric Flair. It's a huge week, though, of racing in Victoria. We're going to be betting so much. We bet 35, 35 units last week, Jacko. We just had a half a unit loss in the end. This week will probably be like 60 to 70 units. There's bets everywhere. Yeah. Kyneton Maidens, beautiful. Fresh track, on pace. It's a beautiful track. Big fig tree. No, not, not, what are they, Jacks? They're not fig trees. I don't know. Are they willows. Little... Big willows along the river. Yeah. Yeah, flame trees. Um, you heavy eight with all this rain. It'll be shit. Anyway. If any, any subs, if any... <laughs> Any subs that are watching that get my stuff and Jack's stuff, you better um, put a bit extra aside because uh, in Queensland, we're betting Tuesday, Bow Desert, Wednesday, Doomburn, Thursday, Ipswich, Friday night, Sunshine Coast. Saturday, we're betting Toowoomba Cup, the Metro meeting, Gold Coast, and then Sunday, Doomburn. I'm hoping to squeeze in a fucking Melbourne premiership amongst there somewhere. This could be one of the biggest weeks of my life. Amazing. Amazing week for you. Oh, Okay, I hope they win. So do I. I hate Western Bulldogs. Uh, yes, anyway. Hopefully Peter gets a ticket to the grand final and takes a cardboard cutout of me 
we need <laughs> so I can experience it. I was actually just going to get a, like a, a mask, a curly mask, and just wear that around. <laughs> And then just create all sorts of mischief. Oh, no, I'm Shane, say, Shane Curly, you'd, you'd, you'd have a fair few masks already, wouldn't you? Please. <laughs> Under the bed. Please make sure if you're wearing my mask, you face the CCTV cameras. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be on a crime stop, is that? Allegedly. Um, it's, last week at Belmont Park, we've got the Kalgoorlie round next week. So if you don't see me the week after at Ascot, I'm dead. Until then, punches, <laughs> go well. Bye for now.